blue, silver, sometimes individually, sometimes in pairs, moving and shifting, the length of time they remained visible varying. Amy swallowed hard and questioned her sanity as she came to an area where the trees thinned. She paused, concealed by the denser foliage on the perimeter. Ahead, too small to be called a clearing, lay a patch of land the size of a two-car garage that just happened to be treeless. In its center, a fantastical scene unfolded that, for many, would defy belief. The flickering lights she had spied swam in and out of focus as the faces that housed them moved so quickly to and fro that they blurred. Men, who were clearly more than mortal men, engaged in a surreal battle that resurrected her first description, a lion facing down a wolf pack. The lion, a dark, menacing figure in the center of the storm, bore glowing amber eyes and long black hair that floated around his head like tendrils of smoke as he spun, fought, and slashed at his attackers with a speed that brought to mind the Tasmanian devil in the Warner Brothers cartoons Darnell had shown her. Immortal Guardian. No other creature could move so swiftly. The pack of wolves, growling and snapping like their namesakes, also bore glowing eyes, theirs green, blue, and silver. Though they all, like the immortal, were garbed in midnight hues, their hair varied. Blonde, brunette, auburn, long, short, shaved, spiked, pulled back in a ponytail— They, too, moved faster than humans ever could, darting in and striking at the immortal with indistinct motions, then leaping back and pausing to gauge the damage and let their comrades have a shot, their blades dripping crimson liquid. Vampires. Though they couldn't match their enemy's speed and strength, the vampires outnumbered the immortal, eight to one as best she could count. Amy could only make out individual features when the vampires paused between strikes. She discerned none of the immortal's features because he remained in continuous motion, his swords or scythes or whatever blades he wielded defending him from assaults on all sides. Amy reached into her left pocket, palm sweating, and pulled out a cylindrical aluminum silencer that was longer than the Glock itself— Keeping her gaze on the conflict before her, she screwed it onto the barrel. The top of the line suppressor would reduce the explosive expulsion of each hollow-point bullet to a mere click that would not rouse residents slumbering in the houses and townhouses beyond the trees. Raising the Glock with her right hand, she supported it with her left and waited. A blur of movement solidified into a blonde vampire who halted, aqua eyes gleaming, buoy knives dripping on the fringes of the pack. Amy fired twice. Blood sprayed from his carotid and femoral arteries. Dropping his weapons, the vampire emitted a garbled croak and clamped his hands to his neck in an attempt to cease the gush of his life's blood. A vampire with shaggy brown hair appeared next to him. Amy fired thrice more, striking the new vamp in his carotid, brachial, and femoral arteries. All six remaining vampires stilled and glanced at their injured colleagues, who sank to their knees as they bled out faster than the virus that infected them could heal their wounds. 
The immortal guardian paused and unerringly met Amy's gaze. For one split second, her heart stopped, and everything around her fell away, out of focus, a dark void, all but the immortal. His hair settled on his shoulders and tumbled halfway down his back and chest in wild disarray, concealing much of his face. His eyes, viewed through the tangles, glowed a vibrant amber beneath raven brows. Dark stubble covered a strong jaw spattered with spots and streaks of scarlet. His full lips parted, emitting great gasping breaths interspersed with the rumblings of a lion and displayed white, glinting fangs. It was, perhaps, one of the oddest moments of Marcus's existence. Well, odd might not be the correct word. Vamp-